Welcome to the Line Life Podcast. We're bringing you stories of the grit, courage, and inspirational teamwork that it takes to be a line worker. And for our September 2023 episode, we're showcasing a championship team from the 2021 International Lineman's Rodeo Competition. The Duke Energy Journeyman team members share their favorite moments, their strategies for success, and their plans for this year's rodeo week. This episode is sponsored by Husky Tools. Husky Tools will be at the 2023 Utility Expo Show in Louisville, Kentucky, September 26th through 28th, 2023. Stop by booth number S3631 in the Kennedy Exposition Center so we can show you the power to choose difference through our incredible technology that will help you in keeping your people equipped with the best tools possible. See us at huskytools.com. Hello and welcome to the Lion Life Podcast. My name is Amy Fishbach and I'm the field editor for Transmission and Distribution World Magazine. With the International Lyman's Rodeo Week right around the corner, we are celebrating past rodeo winners. Today I will be talking to the Duke Energy Journeyman team of Sandy Barnhill, Jay Tipton, and Keith Griffin, who are Duke Energy line workers in North Carolina. They won the journeyman division in 2021, and they're headed back to Kansas City again this October to compete at the 2023 International Lineman's Rodeo. Sandy, Jay, and Keith, thank you for joining us today for the Line Life podcast. Thank you, Amy, for having us on the podcast. To begin, can you talk about how long you've been competing at the Lineman's Rodeo and why you decided to get involved with the competition? I've been competing in the company rodeo. For 16 years, we've competed at the international level for eight years. Three of the years we have qualified, but we had storms come through, so we didn't get to go. But uh, four of those eight, we have uh, placed in the top five. I decided to get involved with the competition because I have always had a passion climbing. And right out of uh, high school, I started climbing trees for a few years before I actually got into line work. And uh, actually, me and Jay both worked with the tree company before we got hired on with M.B. Haynes. That's a local distribution contractor in our hometown. I think I can say for all three of us, we've all played sports. We like to uh, compete. And all of us have got competitive nature. Wonderful. And what were some of the strategies to your success for the 2021 rodeo when you were crowned as best of the best journeyman team? Yeah, Sarah, Shane, we, we, uh, we really took very seriously the style of communication that we have. We're adamant about that. We really like to communicate well with each other. And our strategies were basically that once we learned what the events were, we come up with a strategy for each event. We stuck with that strategy throughout the competition and just went at it as hard as we could go. It wound up being a really good day and we enjoyed the time that we got to share together. So it was a great experience. Wonderful. And Jay and Keith, do you have anything you want to add to that? He pretty much hit it. Talk about some memorable experiences from the year your team won the rodeo competition. Remembering how good we worked together that day. We worked really good as a team and overcoming the challenges we had that day. And just going to the banquet with no guarantee that we will even walk on the stage for anything. 
You know, it was humbling when they did call out our number that we won the overall. And the best thing is seeing all the hard work pay off that we've been putting in through the years. And what was it like for you to walk across the stage to accept the word at the banquet? So, like, like Keith said, it was a pretty humbling experience for us. It was surreal because we've been competing together for quite a while now. And I was even competing before I got hooked up with Jay and Keith as a team, but it really was surreal. We had never expected to do that, but just to, to know that we were walking across and, and going to be accepting the trophies for the best of the best awarded that night was, uh, it was almost unbelievable. Because over the years, I mean, you know, not only on the job working, but as well as the practice sessions that we've put in, the times that we've put in, it really has been, uh, it's been very, very good for us. So it was, it, it was a lot of fun. Like you said, it was a good day. And I'd like to go back to the practice session. So talk about how you train to participate in the Layman's Rodeo competition as a team. Well, we kind of spend all year long just kind of, watching what we're eating and trying to keep ourselves in the best shape we can, especially for our age. So we used to, like, uh, I usually get up pretty early in the morning, try to stretch and work out and stuff like that. Just because like we could practice, we'll spend the week before just trying to practice as hard as we can, because once you get out there to the international, everybody's so good. You've almost got to run at it to stand a chance. And so we just try to get our sense of the best shape mentally and physically we can and go out and do our best and enjoy the time. Wonderful. And how are you helping other radio teams now to prepare for the competition with your experience at the event? Well, so this is probably one of our, or definitely one of my favorite parts of the radio is having a chance to pass on knowledge that's been passed on to me from even people that's worked with my dad and stuff. And I heard a preacher say one time that, uh, the best way you grow your faith is to do two things. He said, find somebody that knows more than you to try to learn from, try to find somebody that knows less than you to where you try to teach. And you'll actually learn more from the person you're trying to teach than you will from the other person, just because you want to make sure you're telling them right on everything. So you really concentrate on what you're saying. And, you know, it, it helps you focus on the, the events better too. Yeah, that's really good advice. And what are some of your favorite parts of the International Lions Radio Week, and what does the event mean to you guys? So I'll be honest, some of the some of my favorite times is uh, is just the time that we spend traveling out, the camaraderie that we have and share together as a team and our families. It's not just about the three of us; it's about our families too, because they support us in a lot of ways and and they stand behind us in all that we do. So it's uh, I think those are some good times. But we really enjoy going to to see an, to the banquet. We enjoy the competition that day of uh, getting up, trying to prepare early for that, and and just being in uh, in lockstep with everybody and each other. And also the you know the just going to see the new vendors. Some of the best times we've had is walking through at the vendors and uh, and watching other teams, uh, helping other other teams actually where they're asking questions and. Whenever we have something that we can share that, that will help make them better, that's a, that's a fun part of it. So it's, I'd say the whole process from the beginning to the end is a positive thing for us. You said you bring your families along. Who do you typically bring with you to the week of competition and how do you usually get there? 
So usually for the last several times we've been able to, to travel out to Kansas City, we've actually took a few extra days of vacation and actually just drove out. Usually we'll take wives, our spouses, our kids. So we really do try to make it a, a full family affair every opportunity that we get. You know, we, we miss the days sometimes where as our kids are getting older, they may not want to, to go with us quite as much, but this is, it's a lot of fun memories whenever you can look back and, and remember seeing the kids running around at the day of competition out there at the grounds and, uh, and how intently they're paying attention to what's going on all around them and what they're doing. So it's, it, it, we really do try to make this a, a full family affair. What do you think it means to your families to be able to watch you work? Because obviously in your you know, occupation as a line worker, that's not something you can bring them to work every day to see you work on the system. So what's it like having them on the sidelines, being able to cheer you on? So I think for us, it's, it's a wonderful thing. We've actually, um, you know, we, we get them involved and engaged. Uh, we'll have them standing outside running a stopwatch for us yelling at us and telling us things that, that we're trying to pay attention to. But I think for them, it really helps to solidify what gets done every day by, you know, hundreds and hundreds of line techs that are out there working every day to keep the lights on and to keep our environment safe and what we're trying to accomplish. So I think for our families, it really heightens their awareness of, of what is uh, going on, the dangerous situations that everybody finds themselves in. And, uh, and just how uh, how important the jobs are that linemen serve in the communities that they serve every day. Also, too, I think that gives them a uh, small window, just like what touching on what Sandy was saying, just a glimpse to see what you do for a living. Which you know, we're constantly having to either leave birthday parties or maybe even uh, vacations early, but this gives them an opportunity to come with you and, and be with you and. Uh, it's just a, a great opportunity. Yeah, because when we come home, they hear about our trade probably every afternoon. But it, definitely at that point, it gives them a chance to see actually what we do. And how do you think it inspires, you know, not only your kids, but other, you know, I love going out to the rodeo because I love seeing the little ones out on the rodeo grounds. How do you think it inspires them to want to pursue a career in the line trade too? Well, I'll touch a little bit on this when it's all. Uh, I know what it's like just for my kids, uh, just because my dad, he was a lineman. And uh, basically, from the first time me and Keith ever walked on the stage, uh, I've had my boy with me. Oh. And so he just really looks up to the trade, really finds it interesting. And uh, he just sees it's a very physical kind of work. And I think most young people are attracted to that anyway. So when they see how interesting it is, not just my own kids, but everybody seems to be drawn to it when they see what a great trade it is. Wonderful. And what do you think it takes to be one of the top winners at the International Alignments Rodeo? As a Duke employee, safety is our number one value. So at the end of the day, when you hear them come across the intercom, when the competition's over with, that today we've had zero injuries, that's always a good thing to hear because it's such a big event. That really shows you everybody's doing their job and being safe. But uh, winning the International Lineman Rodeo is definitely our goal. To compete at that level, you need to be consistent and really pay attention to detail. You must try to be flawless. 
And if a mistake does come up, you must be able to work through it as fast as you can without getting any deductions. And your team skills of your team that day, they need to be on point. And, uh, you know, a little luck, it never hurts. And it sounds like you three are good friends. How does that kind of play a part, just the tightness of your team when you're competing? It's a good question. I just think it makes everything easier because in a competition, you're going to have stuff to go wrong. And at no point we ever worry about somebody fussing at us. I mean, because everybody's going to mess up. So we don't worry about in the event when it does happen, there's no consequences. Nobody's fussing or you can get mad. So it just gives you the freedom just to really go out and have a good time and enjoy yourself and do the best you can. And we've always been, if one makes a mistake, it's the whole team. We don't pinpoint nobody out. We've always been really good at that. What do you think are some common mistakes that maybe some of the newer competitors make and maybe some things to look out for when you first start competing? I think a lot of times the young teams, they get in their head that it's nothing but speed. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, if, if you can't do it right, you're never going to win the rodeo because if you got to know what your limit is, how fast you can go. seems like the more years you do the rodeo, you're growing, get more knowledge of it, and you kind of know where your speed is. So I think it's a lot of a uh, – you just got to be clean at the end of the day because you can be the fastest at every rodeo, but if you ain't got that perfect score, you're never going to win. Yeah, I agree with Keith on that. It's it's about accuracy as much as it is the speed. It, you, you have to be accurate in every step and every move has to count that you're making. One of the things you asked Jay earlier about, you know, teaching the, the newer and younger teams that's coming along. One of the things that we always tell them is you can't stand on the pole and be doing nothing. There's always something to do. So that's, that's one of the mm -hmm. pieces that we've always really strived to do is make sure that everybody is engaged and everybody is doing something. And did you ever have a time when you were competing that things just did not go your way? And how did you kind of overcome that? I would say yes. <laughs> so I remember one year out in Kansas City. Uh, I'll elaborate on that one just a little bit. Um, one of the events involved throwing a rope. And uh, we had three shots to get it to where it needed to be. And that was my task. It was my job. And, uh, and I failed at it. So we wound up with two points on the deductions that day, but you know, I'll give Jay and Keith both a lot of credit. They picked me up cause that, that hit me pretty hard. No matter what happened, uh, we knew we had to keep going and see it all the way through. If we didn't, we'd all be disappointed. But, um, but it was, it was, that it's still, even though we had that one mistake that day, it still wound up being a really good day for us. He's giving yourself a little bit too hard a time. Um, the year we won it, as well as uh, we come in second one year, both of those years, it was because he hit the rope throw on the first throw. So, you know, it's just one of those things that we try to take the good with the bad and uh, enjoy the time and just let the chips fall where they may. And how do you feel about the radio getting close to celebrating its 40th anniversary? Well, for me, I think it's awesome. Uh, we've been involved with it now for a while had a chance to watch it grow each year. It gets bigger and better, uh, more involved. I mean, even the participants, you can hear them start to yell more. It sounds like, 
I'm just excited for the next generation lineman, whether it's my son or, uh, you know, maybe some of his friends, uh, to see what it could actually become for them because it just, uh, they do a great job out there. Uh, we're just trying to promote it and make it better than it was the year before. How do you feel about competing at the rodeo this October? I know you, you already competed right in the Carolina rodeo. Yeah. Uh, we've already had the company rodeo and, uh, we do, we feel fortunate that we get to go to, uh, the international this fall to compete at the rodeo. Seems like every year, you know, when we do get to go to the international rodeo, I think my family enjoys it just as much as I do. They love all the events they have out there. They got the trade night. That's where the competitors trade their competition shirts. Love that. They really love that. Yeah. And like we was talking about before, uh, the day of the rodeo, they love uh, sitting out there behind the ropes, watching us, cheering us on, uh, their kids, their wives. But it's a good time for everybody, and we're looking forward to it this fall. That's great. And do you have any other comments about the rodeo week or this year's rodeo? So I think for us this year, <laughs> one of the exciting things for us this year is uh, we're entering into a new era. For our team, we're going to the seniors division this year. So we're kind of, we're looking forward to that. We've been in the journeyman division now for, for quite a few years, but it's, it's going to be fun being a part of that as well. So, but it's, uh, it, it's overall, it's a great time. And I think we all three look forward to going out and representing the company and the trade that we've chosen as, you know, as our careers, it's, it's a great thing. So we look forward to it. Sandy, Jane, Keith, thank you so much for joining us today for the Lion Life podcast. Congratulations again on being rodeo champs in 2021. And we look forward to seeing your team compete again at this year's Lyman's Rodeo. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you, Amy. Husky Tools has the widest selection of Lyman products across every essential utility category. We feature the largest assortment of hydraulic crimping, cutting, and bending tools powered by the industry's most popular battery platforms. Lyman proven and utility approved for nearly 50 years. See us at huskytools.com and mention this podcast and we'll throw you a new Husky camo hat and Husky Tools catalog hot off the press. This episode of the Line Life podcast was written, recorded, and edited by Amy Fishbach. It was produced by Jeff Postelway. That's me. To listen to past episodes, visit www.tdworld.com backslash podcasts or find us on Spotify. You can also drop us a voice memo or message at linelifepodcast, all one word, at gmail.com with your comments on this episode. Please follow the show on Apple Podcast or Spotify to be updated on when new episodes are released. Head to the show description to see where you can find us on social media. Thanks for listening to the Line Life Podcast.